Welcome, friends, to Grits in the Gospel. My name is Reverend Katie Griffiths, and this is the third Sunday of the Lenten season as we continue our journey toward Easter this year. It's March 3rd. Um, it is amazing that we have made it to March with the extra day in February and with January feeling like it lasted three years. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I need this time together and I'm thankful that we get to worship together. Let us come together in a posture of humbleness and worship. The Lord be with you and also with you. Today's uh, psalm is from the 19th psalm. Hear now the word of the Lord. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has Set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom for his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs his course with joy. It is rising from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and dripping of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. But who can detect their errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The word of the psalmist inspired by God. For us today, the people of God, thanks be to God. Let us join together in the saying of the Apostles' Creed. Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, we come to you today in awe of the life of your Son, Jesus Christ. We see every human emotion and human frailty played out in his life and as an example of how we should handle those frailties and vulnerabilities and emotions. We also see the value of his life and of our life and the sacrifices that he made for us as being more valuable than any coin. Thank you for the inspiration that came from you through your son in his time on earth. Hear us now as we pray the words that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today's gospel lesson comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. Here now the words according to John. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered what was written. Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, The temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised up from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. My grandmother Gogi was not a very tall woman. I towered over her in heels, if you can believe it. She was maybe five feet tall on a good hair day. 
being so close to the ground gave her an unfair advantage in some ways. That woman could spot a penny on the ground faster than any human I've ever met in my life. Just like everything else in life, I was very competitive with her about finding pennies, and she got me almost every time. I like to insert a short joke, ironic I know, but she would just slyly smile and know she had won. We also played fierce games of double solitaire, Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy. When she fast passed away, we found stashes of pennies all over her bedroom. The fruitful bounty of decades of picking up pennies for luck. We don't use coins that much anymore. Even parking meters take credit cards these days. Toll booths have more lanes for credit cards than for coins. Wikipedia tells me that the penny costs more to produce than it is worth. In 1990 and in 2017... Congress tried to pass legislation and failed to get rid of the penny altogether. The same idea was featured in one of my favorite shows of all time, The West Wing. It takes Josh Lyman a while, but he finally realizes that they can't get rid of the penny because the great state of Illinois had too many electoral votes. The value of coins in our scripture today was not the same as it was, uh, as pennies are today. It was the only form of currency at the time. You could not tap your card at the market to buy a moleskin of wine or a new pair of sandals. Today's scripture is full of things to unpack, but as we look at it through our Lenten study, the reason he poured out the coins stands out. I've heard this story a lot throughout my life in the church. The one time that Jesus was really angry, the peacemaker and teacher starts flipping tables and throwing money around. I never really looked at why he was so upset with the money changers and the people in the temple that day until I started reading the text this week. I'd always pictured a kind of a craft fair set up in the temple. People selling clothes and jewelry, turkey legs and funnel cakes. Okay, maybe not turkey legs and funnel cakes, but you get the idea. I'd always thought that the temple had been turned into some kind of fair, or even worse, a circus. And that may have been somewhat true. But we need to look carefully at verses 14 and 15 to see exactly why Jesus was so angry. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Cattle, sheep, doves. It took me a minute to put it all together. The people in the temple were selling animals to sacrifice. 
we see in Leviticus and then again in Numbers 15. Uh, I'm not going to read it all because it gets pretty descriptive. But here are some excerpts from Leviticus chapter 1. Sacrifices to please me must be completely burned on the bronze altar. Bulls or rams or goats are the animals to be used for these sacrifices. If the animal is a bull, it must not have anything wrong with it. If you offer a bird for this kind of sacrifice, it must be a dove or a pigeon. Send it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. They were selling cattle, sheep, and dove. The whole point of the use of these animals was that it was a sacrifice. Not just a sacrifice on the altar, but a personal sacrifice of part of the flock of animals that fed your family. It was supposed to be the very best, the one with the least blemishes. And here in the temple, instead of people bringing a sacrifice for their sins, they were buying their way out of it to preserve their own flock. It doesn't seem like a sacrifice at all. So when Jesus goes all real housewives and turns tables over in the temple, he is angry at a lot of things. He is angry at the Jews in the temple for for buying their way out of their sins. He is angry at the people who are selling the sacrifices and making money off of people in the temple. And he is angry at the money changers. All of this money changing hands so that people could get out of making true sacrifices It was enough to make his blood boil. That same blood that would be shed for us on the cross. Not too long after this. He poured out the coins of the money changers. It is also not a coincidence that the Greek word for poured out is the same one used in Matthew 26, 28 that I will be quoting in just a few moments at the table. For this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. There are so many parallels in this account to the death and resurrection of Jesus. But in this passage, John doesn't even try to hide it. Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you'll raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. These poor disciples just really did not get it. As many times as Jesus tried to tell them, he was standing right there in front of them, telling them exactly what would be happening. And they can only think in the practical building of the temple. It is not until after Jesus did exactly what he told them he was going to do that they looked back and went oh yeah remember that time oh i get it now those coins that jesus spilled in the temple that day had a lot of value 
they were valuable for the ones giving the coins with their hard-earned wages and they were valuable for the ones receiving the coins who were making a living that day but the real value was in the sacrifice and all of them the merchants the money changers the people buying the sacrifices and even the disciples missed the point that day they did not value the sanctity of the temple, the place where God came down to meet men and hear their cries, the temple with the altar and the temple that was the body of Jesus. They did not see the value in the real sacrifice that it took in those days to be pleasing to God. They did not see the value in the person of Jesus, the Son of God, the one who was about to be the ultimate sacrifice. Gogi found a lot of coins in her day. I don't find many anymore. I don't really even look. There are not many pennies out there to find. She didn't ever spend any of those pennies she found. For her, they were a sign of luck, and she wanted to hold on to those signs and remember just how blessed she was. The Jews said to them, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy the temple, and in three days I will raise it up. It is in that destruction and raising from the dead that we are looking toward this Lenten season. The sacrifice of our own coins and a small is a small offering compared to the sacrifice that Jesus made that Good Friday. Before he made that final journey to the cross, he sat with his disciples and showed them a new way to honor his sacrifice during the Last Supper. It is that time of Jesus with his disciples that we honor and remember every time we come to the table that each one of us is worthy of it if we just accept it. Amen. As we go throughout our week, let us remember that value is not just in the actual pieces of money that we hold. Value is in the people. Value is in our relationship with God. And the greatest value is his sacrifice. Because in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>